episode six, part two. Mike Tyson has a quote where he says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I just got punched in the face from close range. And I'm trying to process everything. So how do I go to bed tonight knowing that one of the things that I, I guess, am hurt by constantly is the fact that people don't speak up. People don't say anything whenever they see stuff that's wrong and they just let it happen. But tonight I showed that I was one of those people. So I lay down in my bed and everything is kind of starting to, you know, play out in my head. And so I said, you know what? I can't wait until tomorrow. So I need to go ahead and say something now. And so I reach out to Jessica and I'm like, hey, just so you know, your friend is a racist. And I send that message to her and she responds back to me and she was referencing another friend, maybe her friend thinking that is how everybody from where she is back home is, which might not seem like it you know, played into the conversation, but it did. And so I responded back to her and I was like, you know, the company that we keep speaks to the character of who we are. And the company that you kept, the company that you put me in the presence of is racist. So like that last part, I didn't put that in the text message, but I did put, you know, that the company that we keep speaks to the character of who we are. And it's not saying that all of our friends, all of the company that we keep, everybody within our social circle is identical to who we are. But prior to that day, every other friend of hers that I had encountered, like I could completely understand why they were friends. Like they all had something about them that I looked at and it resembled the person that I knew, the person that I was friends with, the person that I had built this relationship with. But this chick, Amanda, she represented nothing about what I knew about the friend that I had. Aside from, you know, the partying, but I mean, that's a, a small piece of who we are. But is my friend Jessica sacrificing the rest of the good parts of her character for a party girl? Or is she actually just like this girl and is beyond the partying? Like they party together, but they also share the same concepts and ideas and notions about me as a person. Because now I'm replaying the whole night and I'm dealing with, you know, the looks that Tika kept giving me from across the restaurant as she was taking care of her other tables. I'm, I'm getting the looks back at her and I'm thinking in my head, she was probably looking at me saying, here's this black chick sitting at this table with these white women and she's just letting them act how they are toward me and toward, and toward the hostess. I don't even know if they had a conversation about the craziness that was going on at that table. But now that weight is on my shoulders because I'm looking like I'm okay with this sort of behavior because all I was thinking about when I got punched in the face was sticking to the original plan of what I went to went there to do, which was be a buffer for my friend because her other friend, Amanda, is off the chain, is a wild card or a wild character or whatever you want to call it. Like all I'm focused on is, you know, Jessica has been having a really, really tough time. Let me look out for her. Jessica's, you know, been having, you know, all of this stuff going on in her life. Let me look out for her. But yet 
that's Jessica's friend. That's, that's what she signed on for. I didn't sign on to be berated because of my race. I didn't sign on to have people from the outside looking at me like, oh, you know, for lack of better terminology, she's a coon. She's sitting here letting these white people act however they want to minorities. And now, now I got to go to bed with that. So I, I sleep pretty bad that night, but I get up bright and early and I was like, wait a minute, let me, am I, am I her token black friend? Like I am, am I the black friend that she uses as justification to be able to go around and tell people, oh no, I'm hip, I'm cool because I got one black friend, you know, my black friend Tasha. Because now all of this stuff is playing in my mind because her and Amanda and Jane have had a conversation to forbid her from making racist jokes. Why would that even be a part of a conversation? These are all thoughts that like I gotta resolve in my own mind. Like they talked about this before I showed up. So what other conversations do they have behind my back? What other topics you know, do they discuss behind my back that they don't wanna bring up in front of me? because it might offend me or make me feel bad or whatever because of my race. So I go and I log on to social media and I start scrolling her entire account. And I was like, there's nobody that looks like me. So I'm even more convinced I'm the token black friend. I start looking at every piece of social media that we've had. I start thinking about um, or social media that we're connected on. And I start thinking about any, any conversations that we've had. And I'm just like, I can't believe this. Maybe this is why she didn't volunteer up me coming and hanging out. It was me having to ask to go and hang out with them because she really didn't want me to be around her and her friends because then she might actually have to, you know, I guess walk a fine line of letting them not think that, she's as close to me as what she confessed herself to being to me prior or prior to them, you know, being around me or even, you know, um, prior to, you know, us hanging out. And is she, is she worried about me catching on to the fact that maybe she's just like them too? And so this is, this is how I plan my morning. I mean, not plan my morning, but like, this is how my morning plays out of me questioned everything about my relationship with her, everything about my friendship with her. And then the, the part that I'm taking accountability for is that I didn't speak up for anybody. I didn't even speak up for myself. All because I'm sitting here looking out for my friend. But wait a minute, my friend didn't even look out for me. I'm looking out for my friend because of life being what it is, right? Like, you know, our, our social lives get hard. Our romantic lives get hard. Work life gets hard. It just so happens that like, you know, all of the stars aligned in that for her. And she, that's what she was dealing with. But that's kind of, you know, part of life. But here it is. I'm willing to be a buffer because, you know, life is hard for her right now. But she couldn't even protect me for some, from something that I didn't even deserve. She couldn't protect the server and the hostess from things that they didn't even deserve. But yet... Even while I'm, you know, having to deal with this sort of behavior, she she didn't care about she didn't care about me, but I cared enough about her to where I didn't want her to get embarrassed by her friend. And 
I go, I go into, you know, my day like that. And she reaches out to me and I'm thinking that she wants to have a conversation about it. And whenever we, we meet up with each other, Amanda is still, still there because Amanda is still in town for another three days or another two days. And I go and I have a conversation with Jessica knowing that she was just, you know, at the house with Amanda that night. And she saw me, you know, after, um, after lunch that, that following day. And we're discussing what happened. Well, actually we're not discussing what happened because I felt like, okay, well, I'm going to wait for her to bring it up again. I'm still <laughs> waiting for her. I'm, I'm catering to her and she brings it up and I was like, oh, okay. So I guess we are going to talk about, it. she says, you know, that she, like, she's apologetic about everything that happened. She's like, oh my God, like she's never, ever acted like that before. And I went on and I told her the truth. I said, you know, this is what I have to deal with now. And I got extremely emotional because the idea of knowing that there is somebody out there, out there and granted, no, we don't care what other people think or whatever, but just for Tika to wake up the next day and feel like she doesn't even have an ally and a black woman sitting at a table with white women to not be disrespectful, to not marginalize her. That, that was hard for me to swallow that was, you know, and it's, and it's still something that I, I have to contend with, but I, I go ahead and I convey all of this stuff to Jessica and, you know, she, she seems extremely hurt that this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. And I told her, I said, I've never in my life been put in that sort of situation. Never. I've never been put in a situation to where I either A, was not able to defend myself or B, the people around me didn't defend me. And that's, that's what happened. And she continued to reassure me that, you know, this had never, ever happened before. I said, well, how many of your black friends has she been around? And she didn't really respond to that. But then she said she was drinking a lot. And I know a lot of times we like to use the excuse and say, oh, well, this happened because this person was drinking or that happened because that person was drinking. Let me go ahead and put some things out there that I genuinely believe because, you know, I have not lived the life of a saint. However, who I am and what I am doesn't really get altered much because I've been drinking. You merely see all of the things that I know according to society is not acceptable. So I'm gonna just go ahead and let it fly. You know, I might be a little bit louder and I might be a little bit more, no, a, a lot more flirtatious, very handsy, very affectionate because that's me naturally. But I also know there's boundaries. Well, whenever I'm drinking or whenever I get drunk, I don't necessarily adhere to those boundaries. And I get, I get wild. I get crazy. I'm going to have fun. So I subscribe to the notion of alcohol doesn't create things. Alcohol merely gives you the ability to express those things that you normally would hold back on. Alcohol merely takes away the inhibition. Alcohol pretty much punches a, as every shot goes in. Alcohol punches holes into that filter that you have and all the things you usually hold back on come flying out. So in order for her, Amanda, to say the things that, that she said, for her to behave the way that she did, that's already in her. And those are the things that I tried to convey to Jessica and I tried to get her to understand that. And 
she's like, yeah, you know, I got a lot of things that I got to think about because, you know, she, I really think she has a drinking problem. And she's focused on her drinking problem more than focusing on what the drinks brought out in her. And I'm still just kind of, like, I'm wanting to believe that I can, you know, I can fix, like, our friendship will be okay. But the more we talked about it, the more I really started to realize she doesn't see what I see. And even with me telling her what I see, she doesn't want to see what I see. Because if she sees what I see, then she'll have to make a choice. And this is just me, me speaking because I don't, I don't know if this is her stance, but this is how, how it made me feel. And that's the only thing that I can speak from is that it made me feel like if she focuses on the drinking, she doesn't have to focus on what, what lied underneath those shots of tequila, what lied underneath those glasses of wine, what lied underneath those drinks was some very marginalizing statements, some very disrespectful behavior that was based upon the race of myself, the hostess, and our servers. And if she acknowledges that those things were there, choices will have to be made. And she either chooses a black woman over her white friend, or she walks away from her, a white woman and she's picking sides with the black people. That's what it made me feel like, because rather than her focusing on what really happened and saying, okay, this, is, this does not reflect the character of who I am, so I need to address this, she would have rather put her head down because she, she doesn't want to make a choice. And before we finished talking, she was saying, you know, that, uh, cause like I said, Amanda still has a couple more days that she's going to be out here. And she says, I, I'm just going to wait for the, you know, wait for her to leave. And I got to figure some things out. And so before I left from her, I said, you know, if there was anything that you would do, I would like for you to do this part. I would like for you to at least go and let her know the things that you said last night, Amanda, the, the way that you conducted yourself comes off as very racist. And Amanda will respond to that. And she'll either say, oh my God, I had no idea. Or what are you talking about? And then you explain it to her. And if she still denies the fact that that's racist, then she's pretty much letting you know who she is. And so once that, once I said all of this, she said, Natasha, I'm not you. I can't do that. And I understand not everybody is confrontational and not everybody, you know, hell, I, I learned that night I wasn't as confrontational as what I thought I was because in that moment, like I said, once I got punched in the face, I kind of stood there shocked and dazed and I just reverted back to the original plan. Forget, forget the fact that I should have, you know, deviated from the original plan and said, whoa, hey, Jessica, your girl is tripping. So either you straighten that mess up or I got to go. I didn't do that. I, I stuck it out. So I get that some people are not confrontational and some people don't want to challenge their friends. But I just can't see myself allowing anybody to treat any of my friends, the way that Jessica allowed Amanda to treat me and the people around us, and then still wake up the next day with that person in my home, 
wake up, you know, looking that person in the face as though nothing has happened, nothing is wrong. Because if I say I care about somebody, I care about them. And for those around me or those that say that they care about me to mistreat somebody that I have an, a, an immense amount of affection for, we're going to have to deal with some stuff. We're going to have to have some sort of conversation. I'm going to have to ask you, what the fuck was that? Like, something. But I sat back and I watched Jessica bury her head in the sand. And I was like, okay, well, you know, within myself, I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe we just got to let this thing, you know, smooth over and I'll sit back and I'll just watch and see what happens. But the more I sit back and watch what happens, the more I feel like what happened doesn't matter. And Jessica just wants it to go away. But like I told her whenever we had that conversation the very next day, is that her words have more weight than mine in this situation. Because if I go, if I say something, then it's me being, you know, sensitive or being emotional about the moment. But if she had spoken up during that time and said, whoa, Amanda, hey, this is not okay. But the thing was, was she had already given up the right to be able to say anything to Amanda about her behavior because the fact that your friend is so hellbent on, quote unquote, making racist jokes that she argues with me about it or tries to argue with me about it over glasses of wine and the dark color of wine and the white wine that was being held in my hand, you already knew this, is, this was your friend. You already knew that this is what she was capable of. And the fact that she has this overwhelming desire to fight for her right to make racist jokes, did that not send up a red flag? The fact that you were worried about putting her and me in the same uh, venue together or in the same moment together because of her inability to bite her tongue for making quote unquote racist jokes, you knew what she was and you've accepted what she was. So then I'm still, you know, stuck back in this place of reevaluating our entire friendship. Reevaluating re everything that you've said to me when it comes to seeing me as an equal. Everything that we've done whenever it comes to you telling me that you want to understand, you know, what I experience as a black woman and the, the, the differences that people make whenever it comes to you know, simple things about work or even, you know, being a mom and how I have to respond to some of these situations that I've been in that were blatantly based on the fact that I'm the black mom and, you know, I don't necessarily fit in. So I, I'm questioning everything. And as much as I want to look at my friend and think about like how great and, you know, how, how much fun we have together, I can't do that. I can't because I'm sitting here watching you really not care about how much I got hurt because I'm a strong woman. Like you constantly tell me because I'm, you know, I've dealt with so many things in life. Oh my God, you, you're so great. Like you, you always think so positively about everything. Well, maybe that's because I have to, because I don't have anybody who is just going to sit back and fight for me as well. I have to fight for myself. And even this, in this moment where I'm beaten down because of what happened and, and the role that I played in it, my friend can't step up and say, well, you know what? I'm going to take care of the part that I can take care of, which is me having a conversation with my friend, Amanda, and telling her that this shit is not okay. The way that you conducted yourself is beyond you being drunk. You, you 
put yourself out there like you're a racist. The things that you said are not okay. No apology, no nothing. Just, we'll get past it. And honestly, like I said, that was, that was my hope. But as time went on, I realized that that's not what it was. But then there was another thing that I found out about myself, even as I'm realizing everything, and as I'm saying to myself, I'm going to have this topic um, on my podcast, I, all I'm thinking about is, oh my God, this might hurt Jessica. This might make Jessica upset. I, I, I think I need to talk to Jessica and see if she's okay with me doing this. Why? I have no idea. I, 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 I'm sure if I sat on some therapist's couch, <laughs> they would probably tell me why I'm still in the midst of me being hurt, feeling like I need to make sure that she's okay. I found myself sending her little songs to make her feel better. Meanwhile, I'm in here dying inside. But like, I don't want her to feel bad. I don't want her to feel horrible about the situation. But then as I pull myself out of it, I realize that no, maybe she needs to feel horrible about it. Maybe she needs to feel just what the, the enormity of this is. For her to see that no, this was not an easy thing. This is not something that we just brush under the rug. This is not something that we just overlook and say, okay, let's just, you know, not talk about it, you know, and it'll be okay. We, we can't do that. Like I'm literally sitting here and still wanting her to not be, not, not be hurt by this. Meanwhile, she made a choice for Amanda to be her friend. The, the friend that I chose, the friend that I chose understood that I was black. The friend that I chose recognized that there's some hateful people out there. And the friend that I, I chose would have never let me sit, sit there and get punched in the face like that. Because I would have never let her get punched in the face by any of my friends, even strangers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have let that happen. But she did. And I'm still sitting here trying to, trying to protect her, trying to keep her from feeling bad. And I had to literally fight, my, fight myself to say, no, I don't have to ask for her permission because I'm not telling who she is. She can continue to hide. She can continue to, to keep her head buried down. But this is, you know, a scenario that I was involved in and I have the right to speak on. I don't have to ask for permission. And as I was sitting down, like, you know, writing my notes about how I would go about talking about this and how I would put it out to you guys, I had to keep going back and forth in my head of, you know, this might make her look bad or this might hurt her feelings or, you know, what if she doesn't want to talk to me after all of this? But I'm, I'm telling my truth from my side. So if this is my friend, if this is somebody who loves me, I have to accept that if that is really who they say they are, then they will understand and respect that I have to put my truth out there. Whether they want to own their part in, in this situation or not, that's on them. But I have the right to. So while I'm sitting here trying to, again, be a buffer of life, for her, I'm not even dealing with, you know, how, the, how hard it, it hit me and hurt me. But then what I realized was once I started to do that, I really started to see a lot more things that occurred that made me question my friendship. Because now I'm focusing on what actually happened. 
And what actually happened was my friend let me get punched in the face. She knew I was getting ready to walk into a potentially, you know, violent or at least verbally violent situation. I got no heads up, no warning, aside from this person being, you know, loud and obnoxious. It wasn't about them being loud and obnoxious. It was about them challenging and questioning the value and the worth of me as a human being because of the fact that my skin color doesn't match hers. So now we've gotten to a place to where I am putting it out. I'm putting it out and I'm not doing it because I want her to hurt. I'm not doing it because I want Amanda to apologize. I'm not doing it for any other reason aside from the fact that I want people to understand that we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility whenever things like this arise, people need to speak up. I, as a woman of color, as a minority, I should have spoken up. My friend who says that she's my friend, who cares about me, loves me, and considers herself to be an ally for myself and people who look like me, should have spoken up but it didn't happen. And so now here I am questioning my friendship, questioning my relationship, and also questioning my own blackness <laughs> in Black History Month. 